0: Hello friends, welcome back to another Vedic Astrology Full Moon Wisdom episode of the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Michelle Irevis. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. The first full moon of this year takes place in the lunar mansion called Pusha. The sun is at the opposite end of the zodiac, shining its light on the moon in the lunar mansion called Shravana. This Pusha full moon takes place on Thursday, January 25th for everyone around the world. You know, sometimes I feel like the moon is like a person or represents the people in our lives because what you shine on them is reflected back to you. I was just thinking about this recently. So if you're Shining a light of joy, love, compassion, adoration, sweetness on someone, someone is reflecting all of that right back to you. On the other hand, if you are projecting thoughts and emotions that are challenging or negative, such as frustration, blame, shame, and anger on others, that's what you will experience in return. So I think that's why the moon is tied so closely with manifesting and why we hear so much about manifesting with the moon. It's a wonderful reminder that what's showing up in our lives or manifesting in our lives is a reflection of our energy, our vibration, and the source of those vibrations are our thoughts and emotions which are in astrology represented by the moon itself. It's so wonderful how everything is connected. So that's why I love doing these moon wisdom episodes with you. I hope you are enjoying them and you find them helpful. I especially love these episodes because the moon is my favorite luminary. The sun is beautiful and powerful, but for me, It's all about the moon. It's like a faithful friend that never leaves your side or never leaves you behind. I feel like the moon in all its stages serves us without fail, unconditionally and faithfully. Okay, let's get on to the nakshatra of this beautiful full moon in the lunar mansion Pushya. Pusha is the asterism that empowers us to speak. To speak our truth, our mind, and what's on our heart with eloquence and verve. Pusha pours on us great confident oratory abilities. So if you feel the urge to start a podcast or a YouTube channel, you know what's fueling that desire, the beautiful Pusha. Maybe you just want to create a short video just for yourself, accounting for what's going on in your world, what's moving you at this time, or sharing what's on your heart. It's also a beautiful time to broadcast messages with the intention to inspire, motivate, and move at least one person with something they might be struggling with. So help them out, help just one person out. There are so many things we can do this full moon in honor of speaking our truth. So that might be something to take a look at. The reason why this is a very good time to do this is because the deity associated with Pushya is Rihaspati, the Lord of Sacred Speech, oration and prayer this includes mantras and the repetitive reciting of prayers such as the rosary we also see the receiving of ancient wisdom intuition and psychic development and the cleansing of the mind okay so what do i mean by cleansing the mind <laughs> This refers to, or can look like, noticing how often we use self-deprecating words, thinking negatively about everything and complaining and dwelling on it, as well as giving away our power by blaming others and thinking that everyone has it much better and there's nothing we can do about it. So it's that negative, unhelpful, monkey mind chatter, that loop that we get stuck in. Basically, it's unhelpful, small-minded, victim thinking that keeps us small and miserable or putting ourselves down. I want to remind you that if you even start to have any of these thoughts, I want to remind you that you are an amazing, beautiful, inspiring human being. So please get those thoughts out of your mind as quickly as possible and find things to help you change or reframe what you're thinking. That's negative, of course, not the positive stuff. Keep on going with the positive stuff. Okay, so with Brihaswati, the deity of Pushya, words are meant to be words of elevation, words to inspire and move people. Words are sacred and powerful. And when we speak words out loud with the unique qualities of our voice, we create and manifest. We vibrate sound into form, into physical matter. We command life and the living when we speak with the unique sound of our voice. It's also really important to remember that our words have such creative and destructive power. As you may know, or maybe some of you do not know, besides a Vedic astrologer, I'm a numerologist. And one of the things that fascinated me about numerology, besides learning that numbers are symbolic and carry or express vibrational frequencies, is that letters are also symbolic and carry or express vibrational frequencies. I learned that in some ancient traditions and mystery schools, the shapes of the letters were called glyphs. And glyphs are characters, symbols, or like pictographs that represent sounds and have special or specific meanings. So when you say certain letters or symbols, there is a numeric value and a sound vibration. So when you say certain letters or symbols, you are evoking energy and matter to abide by your command. Pretty cool, right? And then singing songs or prayers or chanting mantras as well as toning with our voices can take things to another level. Therefore language is sacred and potent creative energy. So what we say or sing out loud especially is very, very important. And a good scientific example of this would be how we can help or hinder the growth of our plants, nature. Do you remember those studies on talking to your plants and how the ones that were talked to regularly with kind, encouraging words did far better and were much healthier than the ones that were ignored or told mean things like you're ugly and you're weak and stupid. That's pusha, the words we are told that vibrate within our psyche and either build us up or stunt our growth. This goes hand in hand with the other symbols of this nakshatra. Pusha is represented by the udder of a cow. Maternal nourishment and receiving the nourishment required to grow and thrive, especially when we are the most vulnerable, when we are in the growing stages. Sometimes, do you ever just stop and think about how amazing mammals are? Female bodies can produce life-sustaining milk to ensure their offspring's survival. I think it's so fascinating what the human body can do. Okay, another symbol of Pusha is a flower. It takes healthy, rich soil, water, and sunlight for a plant to flower. The flower is the quote-unquote best part of the plant or the most appreciated part of the plant. That's Pushya, to grow and produce beauty and the quote-unquote best something has to offer. I think that goes for any living thing, whatever you nurture and nourish, can't help but grow into its magnificence, like babies and all things in nature. Now the sun at this time of the full moon is in Shravana. Shravana's symbol is an ear. And the themes are learning education and knowledge as well as sound and listening. So there's a major connection between the two nakshatras. Sounds and the sound of our voices, oration, the sound of our truth. Therefore, the nakshatras are telling us that in order to expand, embody, and express this full moon, we must Open our ears for wisdom and helpful, nourishing, uplifting messages and explore education and learning something new. We must listen to the wisdom of our soul, higher self, and guides. Maybe even get a sound bath or listen to music that inspires and motivates us, paying attention to the lyrics, of course. The other night I heard the saying, we have two ears and one tongue. Therefore, we are meant to talk less and listen more. I am seeing how these two nakshatras support each other and shine positive energy to one another. The strengths of one nakshatra help the other to thrive, flourish and manifest and vice versa. What a beautiful symbiotic relationship. So what can we work on or do during this new moon season? Well, one thing we can do, being spiritual entrepreneurs, we do a lot of nurturing of others in our businesses. Naturally, we must not forget to turn that kindness back on ourselves and find ways to nurture ourselves this full moon season. It can be really simple. If this is a challenge or it's something you forget about often, then I suggest just try and do one thing. One simple thing. It can be as simple as taking a nap or a bath or eating your favorite comfort food. Number two, my second suggestion is to take a moment and ask ourselves what do we really need? what supports me the most, then do that daily. So do a little soul searching. Oftentimes we know what doesn't work for us or what we don't want or like. It's a good idea to take a look at what we need to do to make sure we are equipped with the things, people, places or practices that help us flourish, blossom, grow healthy and strong and thrive. So for example, I know that I need good sleep. For me, it's not the number of hours, but the quality of sleep. Sleep can also do wonders for self-healing. Now, I know that at a minimum, I need to ground and center through meditation or hypnosis, even if it's just for two minutes a day. The two minutes can happen at any time and anywhere. I could be in the shower, in the car at the end of the day before I enter my home or before I get out of bed and start my day. I'm telling you, it works wonders for my mental health. On the days I don't get to do this, at the end of the day, I feel worn out, grumpy and just kind of blah. So I suggest doing a little soul-searching for what will fill your tank, what will fill your cup. And do that once a day, if you can. No pressure. (laughs) Number three is to take a moment this full moon to acknowledge your spiritual business. See how far it has come and how much it has developed or grown. Remember where it started and how far it has come. Now, when you do this, instead of looking at how far it has not progressed or flourished yet, look at and acknowledge what has grown and developed. The other day, I was playing with a friend's baby in the kitchen and I marveled at how much he has grown. I noticed he cut two new teeth and how aware and alert he is. His eyes followed his mother from the dishwasher to the cabinets and drawers, putting dishes and utensils away. He has such a delightful disposition and is growing into his own personality. He smiles, coos, makes eye contact, and engages with you now. If you think about it, we never roll our eyes or get frustrated with babies at the pace of their growth. So then I realized that my business is growing at its own pace, at its own rate. I cannot force or rush anything because it blossoms in its own divine right and perfect timing in reaction to its environment and to me. Ultimately, it's growing and it's a beautiful thing to witness. Now, instead of looking at where your business is not, I suggest start looking at how far it has come and be in gratitude for that. So during this full moon, maybe it would be healing and uplifting to take a look at our business beginnings and where our business is today and celebrate that. Okay, thank you so much for listening to this episode, my friend. I hope you have a beautiful full moon. Oh, but before we leave... Let's pull a card for any additional messages from spirit for us, for this moon. Okay, this oracle card is from the deck, Work Your Light Oracle Deck by Rebecca Campbell with artwork by Danielle Noel. Okay, the card is Get Grounded. So the beautiful artwork of Get Grounded is a woman sitting on the ground with flowers around her. I am imagining that she is chanting the green Tara Mantra, giving thanks for nature and the gifts of earth. Okay, so this card is called Get Grounded. Okay, I'm going to read you what it says. You are being called to get grounded. To ensure that your luminous field is clear and your inner well is full if you're not grounded it is all too easy to get swept up in other people's energy and mistake it for your own your boundaries will become blurred as you are absorbing the energies around you and struggling to define what is their stuff and what is yours. If you pulled this card, you are very likely an empath or a highly sensitive person and need time alone to fill up your well. Balance your energy and get grounded. There are two types of people, those who draw their energy from others and those who draw their energy from within. Reflect on which one you are and carve out time each day to ensure your well is being replenished. Being sensitive is a superpower, but like all powers, it needs to be nurtured in order to be fulfilled. It is easy to get swept up in the high frequency energies that are swirling around the planet The quickest and most effective way of clearing all of this from your field is to ground yourself by connecting with Mother Earth. There are many ways to get grounded. One of the most powerful ones is to practice earthing by connecting to the power of Mother Earth. Spend time in nature. Put your hands on a tree. Your palms are extensions of your heart chakra or walk barefoot on the earth what a beautiful and fitting and very helpful message so if things get a little intense this full moon you know what to do sure up your boundaries nurture your sensitivity superpowers and ground yourself by connecting with Mother Earth. Oh, excellent advice. Thank you so much, spirit. All right. May the energies of this full moon nourish all the parts of you that need a little extra TLC. And may you receive all that goodness with arms and hearts wide open. Take care, my dear friend. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. Hopefully it brightens your day and inspires you to take action on your dreams. We'll leave the light on until the next time, friends. Keep shining because people are searching for your particular kind of magic.